Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, this is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Juliette Sali. And I am Danny Akuye. All right, well, we are closing out, Danny, and really it is this uh, rally coming through from miners. Of course, Wall Street very much led higher by that move in tech stocks. We're not seeing that, but uh, with iron ore above 130 US dollars a tonne in Singapore, that has sent some big moves in the mining players. Absolutely. I was just thinking of this rally in iron ore prices. I think if we could look back in time and we would have seen that is possibly the least expected call Mm. of the year, along with uh, what's been going on on with uh, open AI and things. So the ASX 200 currently up by 22 points or three tenths of a percent and the SIBO 200 also up by just over three tenths of a percent or four and a half of points. Well, of course, as we mentioned, uh, there has been a lot of movement in markets and we had the RBA minutes released today as yeah. well. A little bit hawkish. They did say data dependent, of course, in terms of any further moves. Yeah, it's just interesting. I was chatting to Ronnie Green earlier and he was just making the point because we've seen such a big rally in US mm. treasuries and Aussie bonds also rallying. So it's quite interesting because NAV have upgraded now to another hike yeah. for the RBA and keeping rates higher for longer out to November next year. But as you say, data dependent, Jules. So mm. And uh, in terms of data dependency or not, open AI, <laughs> some massive musical chairs there. And um, actually, Kylie, our boss pointed out, I mean, obviously, we know the Microsoft piece, but Salesforce, the CEO, basically tweeted, he's happy to take any <laughs> open AI staff member. <laughs> they were going to give them, um, you know, a cash bonus and whatnot. It's it's just phenomenal that the demand or search for, for the talent. From Absolutely. The open AI I exodus. would love to be a fly on the wall. It's about midnight over in the East mm. Coast at the moment or maybe it was the West Coast. We just had a long conversation with Michael Frazis about this. It looks like it's musical chairs at the moment. There are quite a few ways that this could play out. And of course, that creates some volatility potentially for stocks like Microsoft, but also tomorrow, NVIDIA, the big NVIDIA results. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised given the share price has reached yet again another all-time high that, you know, it's not unrealistic to expect maybe results won't live up to expectations. No, I'm just trying to find that tweet as we type. Benioff. Yeah, Benioff. Uh, I think they all want a slice of the pie at the moment. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, quoting a bit of Dan Ives, although he hasn't referred to this specific event as a Game of Thrones, but it does mm. look like a Game of Thrones. So Yeah, so Mark Benioff uh, said, Salesforce will match any open AI researcher who's tendered their resignation full cash and equity OTE to immediately <laughs> join our Salesforce. Einstein trusted AI research team. He said, send your CV directly to me, CEO at salesforce.com. So there you go. The race is indeed. on. This is a big moment in history. And uh, But the one thing I just wanted to point out, which is the third theme, like 
there's a lot going on underneath the hood with the ASX, but yet again, we're seeing those US indices doing a lot of the heavy lifting at the mm. moment around the globe, which I'm sure for some Australian investors is frustrating. But nevertheless, we have seen um, some of those big miners doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. And maybe we should have a look at them. What do you think, Jules? I think so. Let's have a look at how this iron ore price is helping. BHP up 1.8%, 47.45. Rio's up more than 2%, Fortescue they're up six tenths of one percent twenty five dollars forty six and they had their AGM and they're throwing another seven hundred and fifty million dollars at their green infrastructure let's have a look at the utilities today because speaking of uh, Game of Thrones origin is still <laughs> well the price isn't there but there's still the battle going on for origin but some weakness across the board there with AGL down one percent and uh, having a look at the tech stocks because we mentioned Microsoft leading the tech charge in the US it wasn't really quite the same same here. Zero and Block have done well. Block up by 1.3%. But Wise Tech Global Technology One we'll get to in a second and Ultium are all closing lower today. And a travel. Uh, we've been talking a lot today mm. about travel. You've been writing about travel. I chatted with David Lane from uh, Aude Minette about travel. And look, the I'm YOLO. Sure there's two flight centres there. I think that first one is not correct. Right. The, yeah. Okay. But nevertheless, uh, travel stocks in focus and continuing to do well. Yeah. And let's have a look at some of the, the top corporate stories. We talked about Technology One. Look, it did post at a 16% rise to its profit after tax revenue also higher, but it kind of looks like a lot of that was baked in and Technology One actually fell today 2.7% lower, $16.01. Yeah. I was uh, thinking, A, the share prices run up a lot, as you said, baked mm. in, but also it'll be really interesting to see what the brokers say about it tomorrow. But look, Star Perform. Uh, Star Entertainment. I don't think that is correct on us. I think it was rallying at one point up 6%. Mm. We might want to check because basically they have signed an agreement on its revised tax rates with the New South Wales government. So uh, it might be worth just having a look. Yeah, up. Well, actually only up by about 0.4 of 1% at the close. Oh, actually, no, they sold it down. So at one point in time, it was actually up 6%. So the market's obviously decided to poo-poo that arrangement. (laughs) Brickwalk's also down uh, 2% despite increasing its dividends. Uh, And then, of course, we talked about the AGL story there with its AGM and uh, Fortescue on the back of that iron ore price rise. Absolutely. Now, the stock of the day, of course, was Technology One. It had to be because Mm -hmm. Rudy Philippek van Dyke from FN Arena was on with Philip Shaw, uh, Philip Shaw, Philip Pepe from Shaw and Partners. Let's see what they had to say. I think it's just simply profit taking. I mean, we've, those who uh, went into stock have done well. Um, for, for those who are not in the stock, um, well, obviously, keep your fingers crossed that it pulls back more. Uh, this is a company that doubles every five years. It's about, from memory, four billion something market cap. So in five years time, it'll be, it'll be eight billion market cap. 39 times PE FY24 coming into this mm-hmm. result, 16% growth. It is not cheap. It will never look cheap. It is a great bottom draw stock. I think everyone anticipated this. We now turn to the next five years as we should. Can they beat consensus forecasts? I think the stock goes sideways um, until we work that out. Stock is a genuine hold. If you've owned it, bottom draw, don't worry about the share price, don't worry about the PE. It always looks expensive, uh, but I would not buy it after today's anticipated result. We keep doing it. We really should work this out in the ad break. 
You go, Danny. I was just going to say, Rudy, of course, <laughs> looking for the share price to come down a little bit more to add to a technology one. And Philip Pepe just saying, if you have it, it's one for the bottom a draw, but it might go sideways for a while. All right. Welcome to the COB, Adam Dawes from Shaw and Partners. You'd think we'd have worked this out, but it is the end of the day. Adam, um, you know, we're looking at these big movers in the share price today, and I know you've touched on a couple of them. I, I'm curious as to your thoughts on Origin because it's got that shareholder vote coming through later this week, yeah. Thursday, I believe. I spoke to the CFO last week and he's still hopeful, I wouldn't say confident, but hopeful that uh, it's going to get across the line, but it doesn't really look like it will, does it? Well, it, it, it's still up in the air and, and early votes have certainly been cast. And I think that's the first thing that we need to do. It's just like in any political rally or any political voting, where it's yes, no, or the vote or the yes or no vote. Uh, and, you know, people can put their or orders, can put their votes in via proxy early. So we have started to see some of those early votes that have rolled in. And most institutional investors have probably lobbed their uh, votes in by sort of Monday night. Today, we're starting to see some real sort of sell-off in origin. And in fact, it's really starting to break down uh, a little bit as well. I mean, obviously, we know that Australian Super, the, the largest shareholder in origin with 17.5% of the company, they are going to be voting no. So basically, the scheme needs an approval of 75% to say yes, of shares being cast, whether that's via proxy or in person to be successful, but then 25% uh, against, and it will be blocked. And with the 17.5% stake, doesn't won't take too long or too much for a couple of other uh, noteworthy investors to turn around and say no, and this deal could fall on uh, deaf ears and become a no, which means that Brookfield need to come back to the drawing board and see what they can do to get this thing up and running. But get the popcorn ready mm. because Thursday is going to be the day and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of speculation that Brookfield might have a plan B and, and just worth noting that when I spoke to the CFO mm. last week, he was saying shareholders should not be betting on that. Like $9.53, excuse me, is, is fair value in his books. Mm. If it does uh, go, go the way of the dinosaur in terms of the bid, um, the weakness, like AGL, similar situation, that all fell apart. <laughs> I mean, do you like these utilities? Do you like these stocks, Adam? Well, there's one thing to be argued. I mean, certainly they are very good. They're energy providers as well as a retailer of energy. So there's two sides to the business. Certainly the retail side is very much a political football. You can't raise prices due to the fact that uh, governments don't want higher energy prices, which higher cost of living. But then also the energy generation side of things is very, very good at what they do. So um, it, it's a sort of a, it's an interesting business going forward. There's a lot of argument to say that Origin is actually being capped on the upside because of this takeover. We've seen AGL move from sort of, you know, $7, $8, $9, $10, whereas Origin's really only sort of been sort of sitting around that sort of $9, $8 mark. But today it's got some really interesting in this afternoon or once we get back to the desk, once now the market's closed, to look at that sort of price action. That eight, so if it hits $8.35, that's a real indication this thing has broken down and potentially might start seeing some more selling tomorrow to really sort of hedge your bets because before this bid came on, uh, the stock was around $5. So there is a fair way to fall if this bid does not get through. Let's talk, Adam, about the rally in iron ore prices. I mean, Singapore futures, 133, something like that. No one sort of predicted that coming. Um, how much more legs does it have? What sort of further <laughs> impetus do we see for the miners? 
Yeah, I mean, nobody. I think I think Dan said it right uh, that it was it was probably the worst call everybody made that Dyne Hall was not going to be over 110 and stay over 110 this year. So we all got it wrong as far as that if you haven't been in BHP Rio or even Fortescue, 25 bucks today. Mm. Uh, if you haven't been there, um, you know y- your portfolio has actually suffered. And BHP, in in fact, has actually held up our market over the last sort of uh, three months when we. We're back down to 6,800. BHP didn't even budge. Now, if BHP had to come off another $5 or something, we would have seen 6,400 pretty quickly. But BHP's actually held up our market. So there's a lot of strategists talking about how that the market is focusing on additional easing and more stimulatory measures in China, and that should boost construction activity. But there's also a little bit of market sentiment around what's going on with this industrial action, now the BHP train drivers that could lead to short-term supply disruptions, and that is going to keep out the iron ore price nice and high where it is at the moment. And very briefly, Adam, technology won. Okay, the market goes boo-hoo, it wasn't good enough, but maybe the market had got ahead of itself. What do you think? Yes, well, Philip Pepe from our—he's uh, our best dressed analyst out here at Shores. He—he <laughs> he, uh, always is spot on with all of his calls. I think he's right there. It's looking very expensive. Uh, he said multiple of thirty-five times. I've got a multiple of forty-five times. So, it's—it's it's sort of ridiculous. I think the market just got a little bit ahead of itself with these expected numbers. They also did say that they're—they're they're bringing forward their uh, reoccurring revenue uh, to over a billion dollars by four, full year two thousand and thirty. So that's that's absolutely crazy. And as um, Rudy did say, they the target is to double that every five years. So look, it looks an interesting one. Um, we've got a lot of clients in it. It's been one of those fantastic tech stocks that's very very boring, but has done very well also. So it'll be interesting to see. And it's uh, it's funny how everybody thinks that tech stocks are growth stocks, which they certainly are. But TNE uh, is one of those ones that uh, has done some very, very good stuff as well. So yeah, a little bit disappointing that it has fallen, but only by a couple of percent. But just on the chart, it looks like it's probably ready for a re-rate to the downside. Mm. It's interesting. I'm just having a look um, in terms of uh, yeah the dividend growth because uh, I've been chatting what makes a great company today with a uh, very canny Scottish investor who's been around for a few decades and he loves stocks that grow dividends. Um, and it's just interesting as you say, this is a company, Technology One, that grows dividends. And when you look at high growth, I mean, Apple just keeps on moving ahead and yet there's not much growth there at the moment. Mm. It's amazing how, uh, yeah, you're, st- you're starting to see the Magnificent Seven in the US really starting to take lots of headlines. And as you said, and I think you said in a video, uh, is that right, Dan? You were re- reporting that tomorrow, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's correct. So NVIDIA's reporting yeah. tomorrow. So them and Microsoft are at all-time highs. So you've got to question how, how much good news is sitting in that share price. I, I heard our market uh, yesterday be call- called the Stodgy Seven. In <laughs> Four banks, a couple of resources and some uh, supermarkets at a telco. So anyway, uh, yeah. each their own. But look, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the US overnight. Adam, I just wanted to ask one final quick question because we've been talking about travel and we were talking to Martin Crabb from Shore & Partners last week and he sort of flagged on the back of those ABS visitor arrival numbers um, this momentum towards some of the travel players. Shore & Partners, mm-hmm. I think, also like Sightminder. Yeah, Sidewind is a fantastic business mm. and they've got the, uh, the the hotels 
and uh, the bookings of those hotels, they've sewn that up. And it's not for the short-term rentals, which is the Airbnbs, and it's really the, the the Hiltons or the Hyatts, they sort of move away from that. It's that mid-tier range that probably doesn't get a lot of service. Site Mind has done very, very well. We've also got a buy on Hello World as well. Um, uh, overall, I think corporate travel is one of those ones that's been probably unfairly scrutinised to the downside. I know that they're winning some fantastic contracts in the UK and uh, that'll show up in next year's results that that's going to be fantastic. But, yeah, overall, I mean, have airline prices fallen? I don't think so. Uh, you know, are we going to see some kind of competition coming into Australia? I don't think so. Mm. So you've really got to look at those big incumbent players to sort of work in that travel space. But, uh, yeah, as we're coming into Christmas, I think everyone's going to continue to keep travelling. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the new year. Mm. Indeed. Adam, thank you so much. A pleasure as always uh, for you for joining Ausbiz this afternoon. Thanks. Have a great afternoon. Okay. Let's, should we have a look at the leaders and the laggards today and check out who were some of the movers and shakers? Oh, MUG. <laughs> 5.6% on a one cent move. Oh. Uh, Pexa up 5.3, Ciro Resources up 5.2, Sandfire Resources up 5, and Collins Foods up 4.7%. Okay, let's have a look at some of those laggards and what have we got today? Link Administration and Tabcor off by almost 4%, and uh, Hub at 24 off by just over 3%, as is Virgin Money. And a stock called Region, and I must admit that has caught me off guard. I don't know what region is, but it's off t- by 2.8%. Mm, I just want to point out as well, according to the ASX o- own data, it was actually Wee Bit Nano that was the top performer, up 5.6%. Pexa Group up 5.2%. All right, some of the small caps leaders and laggards. Um, oh, go your hardest, Jules. Burgundy <laughs> D Mines down 15, up 15%. Bowen Coal up 15%. Argosy Minerals up 14%. Legacy Iron Ore up 12.5%. Peninsula Energy up 11.1%. And the laggards in the small caps, uh, PPK uh, down by 10, Avita Medical off by 4, Mac, 10, Mac 7 tech, tech off by 8, and Wagner's holding company off by also off by 8%. All right, let's see what is on overnight. We've got US existing home sales for October and the Fed's meeting minutes. So, of course, both quite key, particularly when we look at the fact that, you know, there's these 30-year mortgages in the US. What is uh, the potential for higher rates meaning for anybody wanting to move in and out of a home? Absolutely. And dare we say, I think NVIDIA's reporting after the close. Of course, we have mentioned that a couple of times. (laughs) Uh, But it is, is, uh, seriously, it is a big one. And um, also to obviously the whole open AI thing with Microsoft and everybody else now that Salesforce yes. and everybody else is getting in on it. Now let's see what is happening tomorrow here in Australia. Now is the governor speaking again? Because she actually spoke at ASIC today, but apparently she's speaking tomorrow. She's as on well. several calendars. We did a couple of double checks, so I think maybe she's on the speaking circuit this week. But, right. Um, okay, yeah. that is interesting. And we've also got a number of AGMs, including. Uh, down at EDI and uh, NetWealth is there and uh, then, is that Calix? 
I think it is. Yeah. And also a Santos Investor Day, Webjet earnings and new farm going ex-dividend. And then in the overnight session tomorrow, so we'll, we'll touch on this again tomorrow, US Durable Goods Orders for October and the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index, the final read coming through. But yeah, look, you know, on, on FN Arena as well, RBA Governor speaks, unless she, unless she spoke earlier today, I guess we should go straight to the source of RBA, shouldn't we? But um, it does seem like I think she's could be scheduled right. she's speaking, yeah, a few times speak this again. week. Yeah. yeah. Okay, should we have a last look at the markets? And the ASX 200 looks like it's closed up almost 20 points, which is 0.28% at 7,078. And the SIBO 200 up by four and a half points or 0.34%. All right. And uh, of course, that does it for the COB for today. We will be back bright and early tomorrow. Of course, a lot of AGMs, as we mentioned in Focus, and reaction to NVIDIA. Absolutely. And lots of great interviews today. And uh, you can check those out on our website and online. And uh, we've got a lot of really good interviews tomorrow coming up as well. So 9.30, we'll be live. Have a great evening. See you then. Thank you.